Ladies and gentlemen, my friends, welcome to the show today. I'm absolutely stoked to have you here with us. Today I have a good friend of mine, an entrepreneur and an expert and professional in the realm of Kratom, aka Mitra Gina Spaciosa, this lovely plant from Southeast Asia that has changed millions of people's lives for the better. In this episode, my friend Michael Gorchinski shares absolutely everything you need to know about Kratom. Every question you might have is sure to be answered in this episode. We also get into a little bit about entrepreneurship, and Mike has been a longtime friend. He's been with me since the beginning of my ayahuasca endeavors and my entrepreneurial endeavors, and he has traveled with me to experience ayahuasca medicine on a few different occasions, one of them being the inaugural retreat at Soltara. So talk a little bit about Mike's ayahuasca experiences and how ayahuasca has influenced his life and his entrepreneurship. Uh, Mike's also a public speaker and talks a little bit about his public speaking experience. So great episode. Uh, really had a good time with this. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. This podcast is sponsored by Soltara Healing Center, Shipibo Ayahuasca Healing Center in Costa Rica. If you feel called to work with ayahuasca medicine in the Shipibo tradition in Costa Rica, look up Soltara Healing Center, top rated healing center on the internet at soltara.co or on social media at Soltara Healing Center. If you're more of a talkative person and you prefer the human touch, feel free to give us a call at 1-800-397-1730. Hope to see you again in the pod and also hope to see you in Costa Rica. If you enjoy the podcast, you enjoy the episodes, please like, subscribe, share it up. And if you've got the time, hit us up with a review on iTunes because we love reviews on iTunes. So thank you very much again and much love to you, my friends. My brother, Michael Gorchinski of Vancouver, Canada. Well, not originally, Mike. Where are you from originally? I was born in a little city called Warsaw, Poland. So got the Slavic thing going on. However, I uh, didn't really grow up there. My parents moved when I was just a little, little baby to greener pastures and uh, spend my formative years in Belgium. The Flemish part of Belgium, a little city close, or uh, rather, a little country close to the Ned Netherlands, where they speak a bunch of languages and whatnot. It's smack dab in the middle of Europe. Pretty cool place to get an international kind of upbringing. Uh, yeah, that's where I spend most of my life. So I'd say I'm a Polish Belgian Canadian. And now you're in Vancouver. How did we meet in Vancouver? <laughs> We actually started. How and when did we meet in Vancouver? Oh, man, that must have been like something like nine or 10 years ago. You know exactly when it was something like that, right? It was 2012, summer 2012. Gotcha. So nine years ago, just just less than nine years ago. Coming up on that. Yeah, my man. We started working on the exact same day in the same company. 
And from what I remember, you came from uh, Ontario at the time. So not unlike my story where you come from a place far, far away and with big starry open eyes, you look at Vancouver and its beauty and its nature and its people. And we were there. We were hungry for some action. And yeah, we got uh, hired at the same company, started working on the same day, sat next to each other for the longest time, hitting the friggin' phones boiler room style and uh slinging a bunch of botanical and less than botanical products for uh for a number of months and years there great times what kind of botanicals were we slinging this was a sales job what kind of botanicals were we selling oh kratom kratom that's the big one and i think we'll be uh going a little bit more into detail today about kratom that was a big one but at the time, it was a free-for-all, I remember. Uh, we were slinging some salvia at the time, salvia divinorum extract, the diviner sage, not necessarily the most legal substance nowadays, uh, and pretty much anything and everything they told us to, to, to sell. For us, it was a, a sales experience, a growing experience, part of being uh, yeah, being part of a, of a startup, kind of like a dynamic startup with a, with a strong leader. I always compared him to uh, Richard Branson, not Charles Branson, but uh, Richard Branson. And uh, yeah, it was just just a just a perfect place to to get some action, get some get some experience, get some business experience, get motivated by by some awesome, tremendous sales agents. It it was just such a treat. It was a masterclass in business and sales and and friendship and ultimately uh, the the whole startup. Kind of, kind of structure of, of business. And yeah, it was excellent. We met, and then from what I remember, we hit it off pretty much right away. We were sitting uh, shoulder to shoulder, motivating each other, taking copious amounts of uh, Kratom capsules called Pimp Bombs at the time. <laughs> there were these big one-gram horse capsules that were just popping to get some energy and some boost in there. And yeah, we didn't want to outshine each other, so we definitely had that like male competitiveness going on of who's going to crank out more calls and all that. It was good times, man. Good times. Saw a video of it. Uh, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny because that's, that's like the last job both of us have had, right? That's the last company we've ever worked for. We've both gone into business for ourselves since, since having that like inspirational kind of sales business, small company, entrepreneurial leader kind of mentorship that came with that. Right. Was very much a masterclass for which we got paid for. You just can't go wrong with that. I remember you took a trip to Europe as well with uh with the with the main guy Steve there at the time, and oh man, you had like copious notes about the 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 entrepreneur experience. Just to have that hands-on personal experience of of, of just going with such a such a go-getter, such as such an energetic, vibrant, visionary of sorts. That's, I mean, you, you, you can't pay for that shit, man. That's real life experience. And, you really and can't. That's, that's, that's combined with hunger, combined with, you know, motivation, combined with coming to a new place, wanting to do the best, a fresh start on things. And yeah, I think it was, it was definitely very formative that, uh, that time that we had there. Yeah. That's why I highly recommend anyone interested in, in entrepreneurship or really doing better is always have a mentor in life. Like always have somebody in your circle, you know, whether you're working for them or whether you're paying them or whether they're, you know, just someone that is, you know, interested in helping you out or whatever. 
but have that mentor. I, I learned so much from that guy. And uh, like you said, you know, I took notes and I studied. I think I worked there for like a year and a half or two years with the ultimate objective of breaking off on, you know, breaking off into entrepreneurship mm. and just being able to learn from this dude. Um, that was pretty dope. And it's awesome that, you know, you did the same thing. Mm. Like basically we learned how to sell. We learned how to grow a business. We learned how to be resilient and independent and think like entrepreneurs. And then we were like, fuck it. We can do this ourselves. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. You kind of want to get away from that, you know, nine to five grind. I mean, some people don't and it's comfortable and it's established and it's, it's a structure you can hold on to, but there's something about really making a change. And if you want to take, you know, a day off and whatnot, you can, but if you want to you know, grind it out through the weekend, you can as well. And it just all comes down to how strongly you believe in what you are going or getting after. And if you really want to make a, make a, make a change, make an impact in life, then I mean, what better way than, uh, than to do it yourself and surround yourself with, you know, the yeah. best people to do it with. And like you said, mentorship is, is, is just like the highway towards greatness versus, you know, building your own little road through the jungle and, 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 chopping away at it but maybe it'll take years just to get you like 100 meters whereas the highway will just like you know get you there in no time at the same time you know choose your mentors well ultimately you want to find a mentor that preferably has gone through something similar that you have uh, or that you are interested in someone that you respect someone that you know is, is in a way in the same boat but further along there and because you know, we are all human beings, we're all very, very similar to each other at the, at the baseline level, you can learn the patterns from these guys and they can see the patterns from within themselves and their own experience curve. And they can really help you accelerate along those lines because they've been there. So you're going to find the right mentor as well, not just you know, any, any schmo. Right. So, um, yeah, on this conversation, this is actually our second uh second go at this conversation we we had a, we had a, a a conversation in like october like six months ago when i was just kind of getting this podcast started mm-hmm. and we were not really in our studio and it was like one of the first conversations i had and i thought because you know obviously we're going to talk about kratom in this episode and i thought that you know, when in Rome, you know, we're going to be talking about Kratom. So I brewed myself a big old pot of this real (laughs) thick Kratom tea. And so I'm drinking this Kratom tea as we're talking and like beforehand, and it started to make my throat numb. So like I, I, I choked up a couple of times when I was talking to you and it just wasn't, uh, wasn't the best conversation. So we're redoing it now. This is like round two. We're set up here in the studio. I didn't have any uh, kratom tea uh, before this call. Um, Listen, Dan. I had some kratom powder, of course. Listen, Dan, you're not the first person that's chokes up when they talk to me. So you know, it's it's all normal. <laughs> it's it's don't worry about it. It's 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 human nature, you know. Especially especially of the finer sex. <laughs> My man, indeed, indeed. I guess I'm not winning any prizes for backgrounds today, hey. <laughs> Look at you go. You got the psychedelic dining. You got the plants. Yeah, looks looks dope, man. Looks dope. I can uh, learn a thing or two. I got a box of labels in the back there and uh, some drawers I don't use. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, 
I'll get there one day, brother. All right. Well, well, let's let's talk about Kratom because that's that's what I want to. That's the inf- information I want to get out to the public. We can talk about Kratom. We we shoot the shit a little bit on entrepreneurship and your app development and stuff. You want you got some public speaking stuff to to discuss. So whatever, whatever you um, feel is is the right for your audience. Uh, at the end of the day, this is about your audience. It's not about you. This is not about me. It's about you know educating and informing your audience. So let's let's focus on that. Right on. So uh, so let's. Let's you and I are Kratom experts, if not only by experience, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you've, you've got, you've got a very broad experience with, with Kratom. You're perhaps involved in some associations and, and you've been familiar with the, the field of, of Kratom for, for, since we had that job back in the day. Um, so, uh, let's just start with. What is Kratom and how is it used? Beautiful question. And, you know, let's, let's just simplify it as if we've never heard about Kratom before. Most important thing to know about Kratom, it is a big tree that grows in the jungle. Traditionally in the Borneo rainforest, but it's, uh, it's popping up in the Amazon rainforest as well. It requires a tropical climate. That's besides the point. But what the locals and the indigenous people figured out is that the leaves off of this tree have certain properties. Whether you chew on them or you make a tea out of them, you steep it into a delicious tea, they have certain properties. If you consume Kratom, it gives you energy, boosts you up, makes you ready to go. That's number one. Number two, because you have extra energy, be like a little bit better, feel a little bit stronger, lifts up your mood as well. Get a little bit more chatty, more happy, more like, hey, let's let's get social and whatnot. So there's a mood of lifting effect as well. And the third effect, and that's probably the the I would say the the most important one out of the three, because you know, energy, there's there's stuff to get to do energy. But the third one, it has pain relieving properties, which means that you drink this tea, you feel stronger, you feel happier. And you feel, if you're uh, experiencing any any pain or discomfort, it smooths out the pain all at once. So it's this triple whammy of pure leaves from one tree, no additives. They give you energy, pain relief, and a mood uplifting, and a slew of other effects, such as you know focus, motivation, things like that. And then I mentioned that this plant is in the same family as, uh, as coffee is. We all know how ubiquitous coffee is throughout the world. It's pretty much fuels everything out there. Now, if you're a bit like me, like I, I love my cup of coffee once in a while, but ugh, I don't know, like too much of it, I kind of feel it in my stomach and kind of get a little jittery and whatnot. Like it's it's nice, but you can't have too much of it or, or you just start feeling sick. And that's where Kratom comes in for me. It gives you this full body energy boost, gets you going for for the day, and. Uh, and that's that's basically the effect of it. It's traditionally used as a tea, as a as a chewable, and uh, yeah, locals that were working in the heat in the tropical heat climate of the jungle, therefore day in day out in that sweltering muggy heat. I mean, you would know it better than me how uh, how that feels. They chew on these leaves to just keep going, keep getting motivation, keep working through it, and. and yeah, that effect is now re- replicable because Kratom has become available to you know people in the in the Western world and 
it's a relatively new development of introducing this plan, but at the same time, this is something that's been used for, for centuries. That's, the, that's, that's the short kind of gist of what Kratom is about and what it does. So where does it grow and what does this supply chain look like? Like where are the main sources and how is it going around the world right now? The main source of Kratom is uh, Southeast Asia. There are some farms in Thailand, in Malaysia, the Borneo region. But the main region of where it grows and, and where probably 90 plus percent of the Kratom in the world comes from is uh, Indonesia. Indonesia, deep lush rainforests that have been untouched for centuries and whatnot. Deep tradition of you know local indigenous people that again haven't been too much touched and corrupted and and and, and destroyed and whatnot. And in a way, is it's it's you know the wisdom of the plants, the wisdom of the ages that is that is reaching us. So I would say Indonesia is, is the number one source of kratom. And the way the supply chain works is. Well, it's a, it's a jungle tree. It's ubiquitous. It grows lusciously everywhere. And uh, yeah, farms just organize around that where they harvest the leaves. They dry the leaves. Then once the leaves are dried, they kind of crush them up into like a tea-like substance. Later, they uh, if they require, they take the stems and the hard bits out. It's only the plant, the leaf matter remains. Then gets put into a grinder that gets like micro-grind on there's, until there's like a, a very thin, thin powder, uh, not unlike matcha in terms of consistency and flavor and, and even the way it looks. Uh, and after that, yeah, it just gets packaged and uh, sent around the world to, you know, other people to, to receive it and then later down uh, for people in the Western world, lab tests are required to make sure you know, there's no microbacteria, there's no contamination, no heavy metal, no mold and all of that. And whatnot. So that's that's a big part in guaranteeing the safety of Kratom in the marketplace as well. Because, uh, uh, yeah, we don't want to just be consuming anything coming from, you know, a country with maybe a lesser standard for things. A, a green powder, you know, you it literally could have anything in it if it's not tested, right? That's a big one, too. That's uh, that's for sure a big one, too. So there's there's you got to do your diligence if you want to do anything with Kratom. Otherwise... You're not just doing the people that you supply the service. You are doing, you know, nature the service as well. So that's 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 key, and that is should be always on the forefront of anyone that is that is dealing with kratom, whether from a you know supply perspective or from a uh, demand perspective. So they're sending they're they're packaging the kratom in uh, Southeast Asia for the for the most part, shipping it around the world. Are there any issues with legality? Is Kratom legal everywhere? Or is it illegal in some places or is it just regulated in other places? Mm-hmm. I'd say it's like 98% legal. Uh, there are a handful of states in the U.S. where uh, they made it illegal. I want to say the U.K. is illegal as well. But most of those places where it is illegal, uh, they did not do their diligence. It was something that was thrown into you know, the court saying, hey, this is bad. They didn't really analyze it. They didn't do any research of it. They just made an association with pain relief, made an association with opiates saying, hey, this is dangerous. Um, Addicts use this instead of heroin. And yeah, just by hitting those little notes, 
it became uh, illegal in a couple of places. But uh, at the same time, the, the the knowledge, the due diligence is being done about Kratom. So a lot of these places where it is uh, technically illegal are getting overturned because you know, doctors, lawyers, lawmakers, people like you know you and me are just standing up towards that, saying like this is this is something that should be available. This is something that should be you know in everyone's uh, you know medicine cabinet as a matter of, of speech. Uh, and at the same time, I mean, it's it's very comparable to coffee. So you could say that coffee is a stimulant and it is like cocaine. It gets you up and running and whatnot. Like, yeah, there's a comparison to be made with, you know, it giving you energy or it giving you pain relief. But there's, you know, there's, there's, there's the, the, the danger profile is, is so, so, it's so safe. It's so minimal that, that it's, it's, it's almost ridiculous to, to hear about any illegality of it. And at the same time, there's such a movement behind it. There's millions of people using it now throughout the, uh, North America that it's, it's, it's been rigorously stress tested in the field at this point. So I want to say most people know that it is something that is, that is good, that is helpful, that is hopefully here to, to, to become a huge part. And, and for me, the, the holy trifecta of plant medicine is, is cannabis, is I would say coffee too, maybe not like medicinal, but definitely productive uh, and Kratom. Day in, day out, I'm hearing people's stories about Kratom where this has changed their life, literally saved their life in a huge way. People who are addicted to some you know, dangerous opiates they couldn't get their hands on anymore. So in desperation, they, they went looking for other things and whatnot. And, and, and finally they came to Kratom and they're getting their life back and whatnot. I think I'm like, running ahead a little bit because I want to talk to that as well uh, of, of how Kratom works for, for, for different people. Um, but done yeah. right. This is, this Let's, is, this is mother nature's love that is, that is, that is just being offered to us to help us in, in, in some of the biggest problems that we have as, uh, as, as humanity right now. Well, that's, it's very inspiring hearing you say how, how things have progressed over time. Um, you know, like when, when we were just getting involved with the, with the industry, there was a lot of pressure to make it illegal because there was a lot of these bullshit stories about, you know, overdoses or whatever. Um, but it, it almost feels like Kratom's winning that battle. Right. And, um, it's very, to me, I, I find it very satisfying and inspiring because as you know, I'm involved with ayahuasca as well. And in Costa Rica, where ayahuasca is is similar to kratom in that it's just a plant that kind of came about the public awareness recently and it just it's it it's not illegal so they haven't regulated it because there's no law against it there just has never been a law against it and so so these like ayahuasca centers and people doing ceremonies have been coming up to costa rica and doing these ceremonies in public view and at first there was some, you know, there was some kind of pressure from the authority or just confusion from the authorities. Uh, like, what do we do with this? Like, do we have to ban this? It's a drug, you know, like it's, it's, it, it's a psychedelic. Um, but, you know, do we need to write a law against it or not? And, you know, based on just that real data of, thousands of people doing it with no deaths 
no real incidents, no real consequences other than just, you know, tourism revenue for Costa Rica, employment for citizens of Costa Rica, you know, Costa Rica is kind of coming on the map. So it's like, you know, we had an issue with the government here that uh, at Soltara Healing Center, which of course everybody probably knows, uh, you know, I run down here, but we had an issue with the government that, that analyzed us and basically said, okay, there's no law against this and we're concerned about it, but we're going to let you continue operating with it. If you, if you have a clinic on site, just so you know, there's some kind of medical formality that's checking people before and after they finish the ceremonies or the, the retreat. And they basically said, okay, you know what? This is fine. This is, you guys are good to go. You can, you can continue doing this. And it feels like with that sheer mass of data that has come in from just all these millions of people using Kratom with such few incidents, um, you know, it's like, okay, Kratom's winning. Like how, how are they going to say that it's terrible and that it's illegal right now? Right. They, I mean, even if they try, they, they, they don't have the, the truth behind them. And maybe we can segue a little bit into what happened in uh, 2016 when, sure, when yeah. the DEA, under pressure of pharmaceutical companies, actually uh, put on a motion to make Kratom illegal all across the U.S. That was a bit of a, of a panic motion because obviously the DEA has special powers, uh, emergency powers to declare substances illegal. And, you know, that's not a bad thing per se. If there's something bad, like, you know, spice that uh, was at the time or bath salts where people are chewing each other's faces off and whatnot, no regulation, just weird chemicals sprayed on God knows what herbs and whatnot, then they kind of have to do that, have to do their diligence because this is in the interest of public health. There are people dying, freaking out, getting psychosis and whatnot. That's what was it made for. Now, what happened there was that uh, you know, a bunch of lobbyists and pharmaceutical companies saw that this Kratom thing was on the rise. It was helping people with pain relief in a cheap, safe, effective, natural way. And as you can imagine, it's it's not nice to see people going uh, into your profits. So what they did was, you know, they lobbied for the DEA to make it illegal. Obviously, presented it as, you know, the the the, the devil's lettuce part two or something. And yeah, the DEA decided like, oh yeah, well, we haven't heard differently, so let's 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 do this. I mean, we're talking about the U.S. as well, so lobbying and. Uh, <laughs> capitalism uh and then the, the almighty dollar before everything else definitely had a role to play there but what happened there was was quite inspiring because their emergency scheduling would allow for uh, 30 days before it happened but within those 30 days you had such an such a rally of people organizing coming together writing to 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 you know, they're, they're congressmen, they're, they're lawyers to protest this thing. Let me uh, whip up the statistics on this one real quick. Because this was pretty hallucinating of how quickly people came together to, to just rally behind this plan. And this was, this was 2016. So Kratom wasn't even all that much known yet. This was, this was five years ago. But uh, here, let's see some numbers. 142 people, uh, 142,000 people signed saying, hey, we want to keep this around. This is good. This is helping us. 
the DEA opened up a period for uh, so-called public comment. So people could leave their experience with Kratom uh, with the DEA to basically get a survey uh, of, of how Kratom is perceived in the, mar- in the, in the marketplace uh, in the country. And uh, more than 23,000 people left a comment about Kratom. Out of those 23,000 people, 99.1% was overwhelmingly positive, saying, hey, man, this is what are you doing? This is great. This is, this is, I've seen people's lives get improved. Like, don't take this away from us. This is, this is medicine. Uh, doctors got involved, especially vets got involved. People, you know, with injuries after coming, coming home from, you know, tour of duties and whatnot, veterans, huge market for, uh, for Kratom, all these things, you know, not unlike ayahuasca in that way. Uh, scientists, they, they didn't believe that this should be banned. This is ridiculous. Uh, so even a bipartisan committee of uh, House and Senate members from both the Republican Party and the Democrat Party, including Bernie Sanders, signed a letter saying, keep this alive. People want this. And it was just such a beautiful moment of people coming together for, for nature, for a helpful cause, rallying behind it. In a record time of, of less than 30 days that I believe for the very first time in history, the emergency ruling of making something illegal within 30 days by the DEA was declared uh, void. They retracted this. Wow. For the very yeah. first time in history. So, so, I mean. Power of the people, Power man. to the people. Like, we do have the power. And it was just, just such a beautiful message I felt of, like, this is, this is, people need this, people. This is important for people. And, and. What better way than, than, than activism to, to get the word out there and, and tell people about this and ultimately, you know, help nature save, save their lives through, through giving, giving the plants a voice, which is. So you've mentioned, uh, you, you've said save your lives a couple of times. I know what you mean by that, but what you're really getting at is, is Kratom is in some way an antidote to the opioid crisis. Because what you, and you see this, you know, regularly more than I do anyways, being in Vancouver In Vancouver, there's a lot of street drugs and, and, uh, and things like that. Um, and I mean, you can explain it yourself, but what I'm getting at is drug addicts, particularly opioid addicts have found plant medicine relief to be a, a sufficient substitute for uh, chemical substance addictions, chemical substance dependencies, right? Absolutely. So maybe we could speak to that real quick. Um, the way I, 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 I like to explain Kratom is that wherever you are on the, let's say, you know, health, health scale, it'll get you one level up. So let's say we're 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 here near the top. We're you know pretty athletic, pretty healthy. We take kratom, we get energy, we get motivation. We're a little bit happier, a little bit more focused, a little bit more after it. If we want to do a workout, it's it's a nice little top. It doesn't change too much about us, but uh, it gives us that, that that extra extra pep in the step, you know. So that's that's beautiful. No real risks there. Then people who are like traditionally low energy, just you know. Either because you know emotionally or physically or anything, they're a little bit just 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 on a calmer level. That will get them to to a productive. So that lift them up to that productive, get after it kind of mood. And then we're going a little bit more into into the negative territory. 
So if you're, you know, depressed, if you're a little bit sad and whatnot, if you're, if you procrastinate a lot and whatnot, because, because of depression, it can be, you know, anything it can be, you know, psychological, it can be, it can be emotional, it can be physical, anything. For those people, it'll, it'll lift them up so they feel, so they feel normal. So they feel like, you know, this is just, just, I'm feeling life. I can do whatever I want and whatnot. So it works there. And now we're really going into like the deep, the dark territory. So people who are, you know, addicted who have a certain drug addiction, whether it's uh, cocaine, whether it's alcohol and whatnot, they, 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 they just need it. They're, 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 they need something to scratch that itch. For those people, it can help to, to not rely on the other things all so much. So yes, they might still you know, feel like they want it, but they, they won't need it all this much. And if they need it, they have something that is you know, natural, safe, that is, that is effective, that is you know, uh, economical as well. So for a lot of people, it's a substitute to, to, to harder stuff. And now we're getting to like the, the, the real problem cases. But at the same time, this is where the most pain uh, takes place. This is people who are in chronic pain all the time. Imagine, you know, a chronic injury. I'm sure you could speak to that for sure after, uh, you know, your story in Australia. People who have uh, fibromyalgia, chronic pain, uh, neural degeneracy and whatnot. People are just constantly in pain. Most people that get into opiates are not, you know, people that just scour the street looking for the next fix. Most people who get into opiates is they got it prescribed by their doctors. So they take opiates, it works for a little bit, and the prescription runs out. However, chronic pain, I mean, opiates will mask the pain. It won't resolve the source of the pain. So what if you felt really bad for a while, then really good for a while because of the, the opiates and the, the painkillers, but then that runs out, you, you, you hit that pit even more. And that's where a lot of people, they just, they just, they, they need something. And there is no real good solution on the marketplace for, for people who experience chronic pain, who, you know, have, you could call it addiction, but they just don't want to feel the pain. So that's why a lot yeah. of people, you know, grab to, to, you know, um, to you know drugs or unprescribed drugs street drugs things like heroin things like yeah other opiates oxys and all that it's just they need something and just to give you a a a bit of a a number of of how how serious this problem is here i looked it up here the last 10 years over 500,000 people died off of opiate overdoses so that's that's about fifty thousand, if not more, uh, a year in in North America. So I think this is U.S. only. In CDs, North America, actually U.S. only. So and Canada too. And it's half a million people in the last ten years. Half a million died, right? So I'm not talking about people who just are yeah. you know, addicted, and I know probably ninety percent of them lives, even if if it's you know not in perfect circumstances. This is hardcore you know, cases where they took so many opiates it's, that it's probably. Go ahead. It's probably backloaded too, right? Like the, in the last few years, it's been heavier than 10 years ago. It's safe to assume, man. It's safe to assume because, again, the almighty dollar um, is not helping the cause either. Big pharmaceutical companies so, uh, such as uh, the guys who made OxyContin, uh, Purdue, they've literally pleaded guilty to, uh, to, to playing a huge role in the opiate crisis. And they got fined $8.3 billion for pushing their, their, their drugs on people uh, through intermediaries like doctors and whatnot. But they literally got found guilty, had to admit that, yeah, we pushed this thing on there. 
for the shareholders, for our profit margin, for the almighty dollar. And as much as I love the almighty dollar, it shouldn't go at the at the cost of, of human life and, and, and energy and health. That is, that's where I draw the line. That's why I'm in Canada, not the U.S. So um, if that's the case, then, you know, is Kratom dangerous? Is it an opioid? What are the side effects? Yeah. <clears throat> so what's good to know about Kratom is that if you're in that category of chronic pain or just, just, just that miserable place wherever you're suffering or depressed and whatnot, it will provide relief. It will get you up a little bit. It will relieve the pain. It will feel like you can go about your normal day. And this is what most people want. They just want to feel normal. You don't necessarily want to feel like, oh, top of the world, friggin' nature boy, Ric Flair all the time. That's not what it's about. People just want to feel normal. And what Kratom does is provide that level of normality, get your that energy up, relieve your pain so you can not focus on that pain all the time. It just brings you to a normal state where you can function normally, talk normally, not just constantly focus on the pain and, and, and the suffering and the misery. So it just lifts you up. And it doesn't lift you up like 100%. It lifts you up like, you know, 20, 30%, just enough to, 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 to feel, feel better. That's what it does. Functional functional and, and and that's why it's so good that no matter what it'll lift you up hardcore addicts use it to just have something so 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 it scratches that itch so it's it's medicinal not unlike cannabis where where they've had you know great success uh, introducing cannabis for uh, people who are addicted to certain opiates and whatnot and painkillers to to you know ease the pain what's the difference that kratom doesn't work psychoactively so it doesn't give you like you know weird crazy creative ideas per se no it just just get your gets your physical energy up so you can just focus on your normal thing. But as far as your brain goes, you're, you're exactly the same person. And it's pretty much impossible to tell that someone is on Kratom unless, unless, uh, I don't know, they're, they're just like super energetic, super productive, super motivated, all like really, really positive things. So there are no side effects? Side effects. Let's see. Well, like, like with anything, there's a, there's a, safe range of kratom to consume um if you do too much which sometimes people do then uh your bodily uh safety release mechanism will activate which is actually a good thing so you do too much you actually just you know throw up what you did too much and, and feel normal again within within seconds so that's the beauty of it but that's like with anything like you know you can use a pen to write you can use a pen to, to stab someone in the eye and just got to use, <laughs> use the tool right, you know. So there's a bit of a, of a trial and error there to be done. So uh, I would say it's very safe in terms of, of taking a certain amount of large amounts of it. And that there is very safe there um, because obviously you have that release mechanism. Uh, at the same time, yeah, it's, it's, it's nature. It's not mixed with weird chemicals. And the biggest thing is that uh, most opiate overdoses happen because of respiratory failure. In a simple way, what happens if you take too much opiates, they go into your, uh, to your brain, your central nervous system. And yes, they shut down the pain uh, receptors in your, in your brain. So you're like, I'm not feeling any pain anymore. But I mean, the pain is still there. It's just the receptors have been shut off. However, with uh, opiates and chemical opiates and whatnot, like things like fentanyl and, and heroin and whatnot, what it does is if you do too much, it affects the other parts next to the pain receptors as well. So things like, you know, things we take for granted, things like breathing, things like heartbeat and whatnot. And 
well, most of the times happen is when people overdose, they do so much that yes, they shut off the pain, but it, it overflows into the other parts of your brain, such as breathing, uh, automated processes. And yeah, once breathing shuts down, then, then it's bye-bye because you're not breathing anymore. And, 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 and that gets fucked up. So what happens with Kratom is like, it kind of massages those opiate receptors, but it never crosses into those other places. And that is why it's so safe. It, it, People don't, you know, choke on it. So it's as safe as it gets from a, from, a, from a physical perspective, a neurological perspective as it gets. So you can't overdose on Kratom? I've never heard of, uh, of a fatal overdose of Kratom. All I've ever heard was very circumstantial things like, I mean, someone... Uh, Someone jumped off a bridge and he had some Kratom packs in his car. So they're like, well, see, yeah, it's, yeah. it's dangerous, but, you know, it's going to be like that. Then um, that's, that's, that's so far reaching out of millions of people. Someone had a pack of Kratom in their car and, and, and they jumped off a bridge. One person is, is, I'm sure they had some other issues as well. And I actually do, but I don't want to go too much into their story. It's a, it's a sad story and whatnot, but I mean, I, if you had a cup of coffee in the morning, but you're feeling suicidal because of, you know, life's um, misery or, 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 you know, what you're, what you're going through and whatnot, it's, it's not going to be the cup of coffee that, that kills it. Sure. How big is the Kratom market in North America? I don't have the exact numbers. It's very much a approximation, but from studies that uh, some of the advocacy groups have done, there are about 5 million users of Kratom in America. 5 million users in a place that what, has 300 million or so. So that's, uh, that's, that's, that's like almost 2% of the people, I think, something like that. So it's, it's quite big and it's, it's only growing as, as people get more aware of it, as more products are being made, as it's becoming more safe. Yeah. As it's becoming more safer as well, it's uh, it's pretty cool. On that note, um, da, 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 the University of Florida actually gotten a grant, uh, something like an eight million dollar grant to study kratom, its uh, effect, its safety profile, how it interacts potentially with other drugs and whatnot. And uh, that's been a little bit the challenge with kratom because if it was just like a little energy booster, there wouldn't have been so many eyes on it. But because it's an effective price play, uh, replacement for, for a lot of people who are struggling with things like pain, chronic pain, pain relief, and whatnot, it goes into that medicine drug territory. And this is why there was such a, such a big controversy with Kratom, because anytime you bring out a new drug in the marketplace, yes, you have to do your rigorous testing. You have to you know, do clinical studies. You have to put in millions and millions and millions of dollars to see if, if this is safe, if this is something that can be recommended by you know, the health services. Now comes this plant that you can't really patent. It can be like a pharmaceutical company and be like, well, we invented Kratom. It's not. It's a plant that grows freely and whatnot. So it's not in their interest necessarily to go through that traditional process of creating a drug where you do all this testing and whatnot. And on the, on, the, on the other side of things, it's like they've invested all this millions of dollars of money in this study with other pharmaceuticals that treat things like you know, pain and depression and whatnot. So now they're actually competing against something that is popping up, that has been used for centuries, that is, that is working effectively, that is, that is helping people, that is cheap, safe, effective, and natural. And you can kind of see where... where safer where, than the pharmaceuticals, even. Safer than the pharmaceuticals. Safer, obviously, than the opioids that uh, they've created and spent you know, billions 
and made billions on, right? Like obviously a lot of those opioid deaths are from legal pharmaceutical drugs, tens of thousands per year from legal pharmaceutical drugs. Whereas Kratom, natural, safe, effective, essentially harmless. Now look at the numbers, man. Look at the numbers. Even with the craziest statistics, they, they want to pull out any even circumstantial evidence that Kratom had something to do with a fatality. It's, it's not more than a handful over the last decade. And now we're comparing to, what, 500,000 people that died off of those pharmaceuticals? Come on, man. Yeah. You, come, you come to me, talk to me about, like, about safety profile if, uh, if you can't see that discrepancy between the, the two there. So it's, 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 it's a non-issue for me. And those are just deaths. Those are just deaths, like you said. That's if if you got five million people in the U.S. using kratom, how many million people are addicted to oxycontin and you know Percocet, fentanyl, and, you know, fucking heroin, fentanyl, Xanax, whatever. Like, definitely more than the kratom users, right? I mean, is it a perfect solution? Ideally, you wouldn't take anything, right? But that's that's not the world. We don't live in a perfect world. It's not like with with you know some breath work that we're gonna heal all of our pains right away. You know, we're looking to helping the people that are in pain, that are struggling, that are not in a perfect place, and 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 freedom can play a huge role in that. And yeah, that's 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 the word we're trying to get out here a little bit because you know I've experienced it myself. Uh, and sure, a lot of it's anecdotal, but. If you're getting dozens of anecdotal stories, you know, every week and that builds up until thousands of stories and you feel the energy of people and the gratefulness of people. And well, you just, you just know it's true. And now obviously the science is, is, is catching up with that, but we notice already, we notice already. So it's, it's get it out there, obviously do your research, be, you know, smart about it. Don't take it as a gospel, but holy moly, is it, is it a lifesaver for people? And, and. People should at least be aware of that this exists because it helps people in in some of the worst pains and situations they can find themselves in. Chronic pain, addiction, you know, major depression and whatnot. I've seen it all being being not necessarily resolved, but definitely helped and cared for thanks to Kratom. And that's just just something people should know because this is ultimately a plant on this planet that has this effect that interacts with us. We are intimately connected with the plants. You know, what they breathe out is what we breathe in. And we're so connected with each other. And this is just, just an often overlooked little planet not too many people know about. But but even now, more and more people know about it. So it's, it's going the right direction. And yeah, hopefully creating some kind of balance between like the human world that's gotten a little bit out of hand and then you know, the plant world that, that's been there for, for millions of years. It's, 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 just, it's a spiritual conversation of sorts. Absolutely, man. Same with ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. Um, so where where do people find Kratom then? If if it's so good, where can you find it? I mean, I know that, um, well, being kind of locked down the last couple of years, it's been kind of hard, but I've been able to fly up to Miami and I just basically go shopping around, you know, smoke shops and find, you know, pretty much every smoke shop's got some form of Kratom, whether it's capsules or powder. Um, but where would you recommend finding Kratom for the average person in Canada or in the U S or in Europe or even in South America, even? Mm, Gotcha. Oh, well, if you're looking for something real fast on the same day, then the places that you mentioned are pretty good. Uh, see natural store carry it, pet shop, smoke shops traditionally carry it as well, because 
you know, of the audience that attracts as well. Uh, people that are happy to try something new here once in a while. So there's a huge, you know, audience of, of innovators, let's say, that shop in these places. So smoke shops, head shops are pretty good. Uh, if you have a little bit more time, then I would suggest doing a little bit of research and finding vendors online where you just order Kratom in bulk. It'll be so much cheaper. Uh, and you can quickly find a website by Googling, um, let's say, you know, you buy Kratom online wherever you are in the U.S. or Canada. And do a little bit of research as well. Don't just go for the very first result that you find. See if the company does their diligence, get a feel for them, see if there's reviews on it. And not just like a handful of reviews that look, you know, cookie cutter. Important is to see uh, if they do any lab testing as well and if they are um, providing these lab tests online for you to check out. So it's important that these things get checked for quality, like, you know, heavy metal, uh, bacteria, micro contamination, uh, all those things that are, you know, standard standard routines things you need to do anyways if you're testing food from uh from a different place so do your diligence but the, the information is out there um best is probably just to order from an online vendor if you're not too much in a hurry find one with good reviews that does their lab testing that is rigorous uh, i'll provide you with some links that people could uh could do to find their own little vendor that that they like best and try it out test it out see what works best if you find something you like then uh as long as you keep liking it then it's not breaking the bank then that's probably the, the a good source for you there's a so-called american kratom association as well and they're very very much active about about you know having good quality kratom not just from advocacy uh but also from a vendor standpoint where where they do their testing they do their diligence they do the lab reports and whatnot and they can only get the seal of approval if they you know work in a facility that is you know not a not a little uh, bathtub in the backyards of Austin, Texas, or something. You know, it's uh, more like right. a legit company. So, so it's kind of like the certified organic label. Very much so. So that'll give you a very good indicator that you're you're on the right track to getting a good source. Um, some people like to get it from Indonesia as well, straight from the source. There's something to be said about the cost. It's usually a little bit cheaper, but you might get a headache of. Not knowing who you're dealing with and not being tested, it being stuck in customs and whatnot. So usually those packages don't yeah. always come through. I would stay away from that, but this is, I don't necessarily adhere to, to tell anyone what to do. Some people have found success with it. It just it'll be cheaper, but you're taking bigger risk uh, getting it from there. So something something to be said about that. Cool. Well, I think that gives people a fucking great idea about what Kratom is and everything they need to know about Kratom. I think the title of this episode is going to be everything you need to know about Kratom. So <laughs> I think we pretty much got that. But obviously you're, uh, you're a, a talented speaker. You're an engaging speaker. And um, you've been actually working uh, on your speaking capabilities with these public speaking contests, right? So I wanted to ask you um, you know, just how that's going. If you have anything to say to people about, you know, how this kind of practicing the public speaking and being in the contest has improved your life or why people should get involved in public speaking and, and how and where people can do that. Hmm. Gotcha. I can briefly speak to that. Whatever um, you want to say, really. Sure. Sure. I'm part of this organization called Toastmasters. Toastmasters, it's basically a bunch of random people in uh, you know, a city or a community that come together once a week and train their public speaking. Either they give speeches or 
they do little improvised speaker speeches where they, they get asked a question and they have to speak for two minutes, be engaging or whatnot. And like a lot of people think it's it's something you're born with or it's like natural charisma and whatnot. But the more you go to these meetings, the more you realize it's a skill like any other skill, like like a muscle that you train. And you know, the more you train it, the better you get at it. And what I got out of it is just a comfort into you know, putting my thoughts into words and then communicating and understanding or seeing rather if, if the message gets through to people and yeah, the art of communication in that way. So I'm part of that group for, for a couple of years. And what's cool is that this specific community I'm part of is the Vancouver Entrepreneurs Toastmasters Club. So there's the entrepreneurial part of it as well, where you just meet all these cool people, get inspired by what they're fired up about, and at the same time, get better at public speaking. So it just combines so many of my, my interests together that it's just a really cool community to, uh, to be part of. And now, obviously, with, uh, with the pandemic and whatnot, it's a little bit harder to meet in person. So it's switched very much to a, to a Zoom format. But uh, yeah, I got challenged to give like a contest speech a couple of months ago. And uh, honestly, I didn't think too, too much of it. So like the day before, I just like quickly whipped something up that I had read about online and, and put a little personal story into it. And ultimately, I just wrote a speech to kind of like hammer in a message that I like, but like really integrated into my life. And the topic I selected was this topic I read about on uh, Reddit called uh, No More Zero Days. It's basically very simple is that whatever your goals and dreams are, don't let one day go by without doing something towards them. Even if it's like a five minute short bit, it adds up. And it's that consistency of doing something towards it day in, day out that over time adds up. It's like it's like compound interest for you know for your dreams and your goals. And uh, yeah, I gave a little speech about it and it just resonated so well with people that they selected me as uh, as the winner for the club. And I was like, wow, that's kind of like surprising. But hey, there must be something to that message. They kind of refined the message, calmed down a little bit because the first version was very kind of rough. And I was just like angry at the pandemic and just like shitting all over that, which is a good time, but you know, not so much in a professional contest. So kind of calmed it down to the next level of the speech where I was competing against other clubs. And lo and behold, I won that one too. And on a third level, it was like an even bigger area, pretty much like all of Vancouver wide. And, and I won that one too. So now I'm going to the next level uh, in, a, in two weeks where, where yeah, it has to be like the next version of the speech. So I found a mentor to help me so out you, with. So you've, you've got this memorized. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why I'm don't gonna, you rip it up, man? Rip it up. Rip it up? Oh, man. I'll, I'll like... I'll, I'll shoot you a link to the actual thing if if, uh, if you'd like, okay, you know. Okay, sure. Uh, so so you can check that out, and it'll be just a little bit, you know, more appropriate and whatnot. But I'll give you a little sneak preview sure. if you want. <clears throat> we'll 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 put a link to it in the show notes if you want. Yeah. But if you if you want to go ahead, go yeah, go ahead. A sneak preview here. So a sneak preview. Okay. Ever get that feeling that you are wasting your life? I know I do. But this wasn't always the case. Before COVID, I was fired up about martial arts, doing improv comedy, and I always had weekends full of friends and fun to look forward to. However, since this vile, filthy pandemic assaulted our lives, all of the things that made my life so interesting just disappeared and with that part of my soul disappeared as well 
for the rest, you'll just have to check out the, <laughs> the sneak the trailer. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. The trailer. But it goes yeah. into you awesome. know some some really useful things that that have worked for me. And you know, it's not just like a boohoo story like this guy, right? No, it's just something that really worked for me and, and, and resonates with a lot of yeah. people and, and uh definitely ends on a on a positive, uplifting, motivating note. So yeah, I'll shoot you the link. And uh it's been really fun just to just have that accelerated growth experience and being surrounded with you know people from the club that want to help me, listening to podcast podcast about presentations. You know, just a lot of training as well and just having like a purpose and a goal to work towards too. So no matter what, it's already been a win and it's it's improved my life in a in a good positive way. And hell, during COVID you gotta you gotta find things to do because you're getting challenged for sure. So so in what ways has this kind of practice in public speaking improved your life and your business? Being able to formulate thoughts, put them into words, communicate with people so they understand what I'm talking about, be more comfortable talking about, uh, you know, anyone to anyone about anyone as well goes a long way. Uh, Communicating on the fly where you don't really have a prepared script or just just kind of winging it and whatnot. Understanding that communication is very much like an energy transfer. So you could say the words, but there's no energy behind it. You're not really going to feel the message all that much think like there's a there's a part of acting that comes into play as well not necessarily acting like you're someone else but acting in in a way that that really you know gives connects the energy with your words and it just becomes so much more engaging to you know talk to people to to, to, to communicate with them laugh understand people as well because you understand mannerisms and whatnot so yeah it's very much our 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 main communication tool is our is our voice and, and the way we you know can be powerful powerful is, is to work together like we are doing where we're bringing ours and our energies together here and, and then to you know the medium of internet it just gets gets blown over the world it's it's yeah it's something that can be trained and, and something that that should be trained because it, it will allow you to for your voice to be heard further and and, and louder and, and better and if you want to make a change in the world then you better know your story and you better know how to how to communicate the story and, and this kind of thing gives you gives you the tools to do it. You, it still has to be your story. You still have to figure out what you're about, but it will definitely help with like spreading the message out there. So, yeah, just talking to people, man. That's 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 what we do, and and, and that's what creates change at the uh, at the end of the day. Think about great speakers, politicians, John F. Kennedy, Martin Luther King. Like these are people who have done it through the power of speaking and speeches and whatnot, and and. No, that's 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 our little contribution to this to this life and existence, you know. I absolutely know. Actually, uh, chapter, I believe, four in my new book, Twelve Laws of the Jungle, Law Four, Learn to Hunt, mm. is all about the importance of selling, mm. but not so much in the way of just selling, but the art of persuasion, the art of communicating your ideas, the art of selling your vision to stakeholders, you know, employees or whoever, uh, customers. And as an entrepreneur, you know, as a, as anyone in a, in a position of, of high leverage, communication is the secret weapon. It really is. You can get a lot done if you can communicate well. And if you can't communicate well, it's, it's like some type of, uh, you know, massive disadvantage like you're you know communicationally challenged or something like that you're not going to do well in entrepreneurship or in business so yeah man i'd recommend people go out there and get some practice and join toastmasters i've seen i've seen your improvements and uh you know i've seen the passion that you have for it and i watched your video 
uh, when you sent it to me a few months ago. It was awesome, and I'm happy to see you out there kicking ass on the competition circuit. Right on, brother. Yeah, that's uh, it's a fun times, and I appreciate it, and I, I see you understand the value of that as well. So it's, it's tremendous to be to be on a path to, towards growth and whatnot. And and I think kind of what we what we kind of glossed over uh, in the kratom story is is just just people's stories, man. Because you've built a center in the middle of the Amazon rainforest at some point with your blood, sweat, and tears. And maybe you can talk a little bit on on, on the role Kratom had in in, in that uh, you know in that in that massive undertaking. Well, I mean, I've been a regular Kratom user since 2012, right? Since we met, since we started experimenting with Kratom in that previous job. And I mean, it's it's just part of my life now. Um, it's, it's like my morning coffee, you know, I, I have my Kratom and it helps with my, uh, back pain and my joint pain. Uh, I've had a couple of massive injuries, which, which, you know, do cause me regular daily pain and the Kratom does help not only with the pain itself, but with the mood associated with having pain, like just kind of something I look forward to, it, you know, it gives me a boost and, uh, and, um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's helped me to become more productive in work for sure. Like you said, I've, you know, I've, I've, I've had a few marathon sprints over the past, uh, few, you know, eight years I've been, I've been full-time entrepreneur since 2013 and before that budding. So um, but yeah, you know, building the center in the Amazon and building that company, and then coming up here and building this company, Soltara in Costa Rica, both very strenuous, very intense output for for multiple years, right? Like you're, it's like you're on a sprint, but you're running a 26 kilometer marathon or half marathon, but I don't know how long marathons are, but it's a long fucking time. So, um, you know, basically just massive output, tons of stress, tons of pressure. And Kratom has been definitely uh, a key component of my ability to manage uh, mood, energy levels, and pain uh, throughout that time. And also there have been several times when I've, you know, cut back on like all other substances, uh, you know, including alcohol, but then just having Kratom there, it's kind of like that natural solution that natural option that, you know, doesn't keep you up at night, doesn't give you a hangover, you know, doesn't have any weird side effects or anything like that. It's just a substitute. And uh, so, I mean, yeah, man, I've got obviously nothing but love for that, that mighty plant. So uh, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think both of us are about the same boat there. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent, man. And as you can tell, we're energetic, we're vibrant, we're entrepreneurial, we get shit done. No one would be be able to tell that, you know, that's that's yeah, that's being fueled with something, you know, natural because that's just how nature is supposed to work. It's supposed to like, you know, fuel you with, you know, good food and good, good nutrients and then you know, good uh plant, plant matter if you want. So that's that's nothing but love. How do you say that in Spanish? Nada aparte que el amor. Nada aparte el amor. Nada, nada aparte que el amor. Nada aparte, Nothing apart from love. Nada aparte que el amor. <laughs> uh -huh. Me gusta, me gusta. 
Yeah, man. And and I think like even more than than explaining what creative is, it's it's personal stories that that really make the the, the difference. Uh, one of my favorite stories is uh, uh, met this guy who who was walking with a cane, just young guy, IT guy, and he was walking with a cane, just just well articulate, just just dope guy and whatnot. But he was wa- wa- walking with a cane because he had some kind of spinal injury and he has been dealing with it for years. He found about Kratom and I talked to him and gave him some Kratom and whatnot. And literally the day after he, uh, he came into my office, uh, like shining bright, like, and guess what? He didn't bring his cane. He was walking normally. He said like, this is ridiculous. I've, I've tried everything and this is the only thing that works. And like walking without a cane for the first time in my life. And, and, and it was just such a, You'd almost think it was like like a like a like a snake oil sales guy thing, but you know he was coming to me. I was not like you know selling it to anyone, but yeah. it was just seeing that 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 kind of change in such an extreme situation was just 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 this guy should be like the poster boy for creating because his story is just just tremendous. Now, is it going to help with uh, you know the cause of of any like effects or or any any disabilities no it's not gonna you know magically heal your spine and whatnot but it'll be so much so much easier on you know what's going on and potentially uh, maintain maintain and maintain healthy way permanently no side effects like no problems no issues i'm health i'm super healthy man and i've been i've been rocking kratom like to a significant degree since 2012 and like literally zero negative health effects whatsoever. Like zero. Okay. If anything, just all all positives. Now, is it going to be like that for every single person? Well, everybody's chemistry is different and whatnot. So obviously, you know, do your diligence and whatnot. But from what I've seen, and I've seen it in hundreds and hundreds of people personally, and I've read about thousands and thousands more people uh, online, it's it's just a lifesaver, man. And that's, that's kind of how it comes full circle with what we were saying about life-saving. It's, it's, it literally is. It literally is. And, and now the science is kind of catching up. Here's a, here's a little excerpt from the Journal of Drug and Alcohol Dependence, an article from just a couple of months ago. Lifeflies Kratom tea as a therapeutic option for opioid dependence. I'll send you the link as well so you can potentially add it to the notes. But the highlights are Kratom tea uh, produces pain-relieving effects. That's literally like their, their scientific kind of highlight or, or a conclusion of their study. Kratom tea produced no sedative effects and minimum respiratory depression. So no ODing. And three, Kratom tea ameliorated opioid withdrawal systems, both chronically and acutely. So people who are coming off with crazy withdrawals, it's helping them. In a scientific journal, peer-reviewed journal of just a couple of months ago. So science is catching up with that. And and it's 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 beautiful to see because even articles like the Mayo Clinic and whatnot, they're basing themselves on articles from you know five years ago and whatnot. And five years ago, the state of science wasn't quite to where it is today, but it's really nice to see the, the science catching up today. And 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 yeah, it's it's very hopeful and positive. And, and ultimately, man, like just being in balance with plant life is, is what this is all about, really. And it's uh, it's kind of crazy how many like hurdles we have to jump through it, but you know. As the path to greatness, it's, it's it's a lot of hurdles, but it's worth it, you know. Because once you're at that top of the mountain and you see how beautiful it is, it's it's, it's nothing more fulfilling life than that. So, speaking of plant life, maybe we want to close out in your ayahuasca experience because you've been involved with, you know, you, you've been involved with 
with me and my ayahuasca endeavors since, you know, the very, basically the very beginning, you know, I was just getting started when, when we met and you were a key, a key, uh, player in, in the kind of the, the transformational Reddit AMA post that, that got my first business off the ground. And, you know, so you, you came to, you traveled with me to Peru to, I don't know if you, did you ever come to the center there? Um, after I built the center, you came before the center was built and the, in 2013. And then you came, to, may, did you come to the center in Peru oh, after yeah. I built the center? Oh yeah. Yeah. I went on and the then you, Pulse tours. Then I came to, uh, holy Soltara. Sol- yeah. Soltara as well in, in Costa Rica, you, but I came you, to, you came to like the inaugural retreat. Ayahuasca right? Adventure Center. Well, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Ayahuasca Adventure Center. I was there as well. Remember I brought the mosquito thing that I don't know if it worked or not. Mosquito oh, oh fuck thing. yeah that thing <laughs> it never worked <laughs> so poor you traveling through peru with this big <laughs> big ass box the mosquito magnet hey man i, I do it all so, over again dude that was fucking magical dude nothing like the jungle sanctuary building the amazon it even if i had a little part to play to to get you out that first friggin uh boiler room place and and then filling up your tour with that ama and then then help you out there Nothing but honor, man. Nothing but honor. And uh, still wearing this one from uh, from Soltara here that I got from Angela. Oh, nice. A little ayahuasca cool. and a little stone and whatnot. So that's that's part of me and then very much considered that, uh, you know, part of my life in a huge, huge way. So, you know, having played a role of, of being there at the, at the beginning of you coming to Vancouver, you know, learning the the sales and entrepreneurial spirit and you know, going on your adventure to, to creating um awareness and, and creating access to, to plant medicine, which is like the spirit of the planet in a huge, huge way. And, and now you're being in Soltara and, and, and Costa Rica, your favorite country in the world. It's, it's amazing to, to see your growth and even have like a little, little part to play in that. It's, it's been an absolute honor and I'm, I'm super humbled by that. Ditto brother. Well, what, what was your ayahuasca experience like? I mean, like what role did ayahuasca play in, in your development? Is there anything salient that came up that, you know, is still alive in you from the ceremonies that you had, mm. the number of different ceremonies you had? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a multifaceted answer. I've done it about a dozen times or so. And every, every, every journey is, is wildly different because they say ayahuasca gives you whatever you need at that time. Uh, that's, that's why sometimes you'll just be like, so happy and loving and just feeling connected to the universe, feeling like you're you know, in the center of the universe, especially when the shaman is like singing right into you and you feel like the spiritual being, being that, that, that light is just shining out of and it's just pure bliss, right? Sometimes you get that and, and that just like fills you up with so much love and appreciation and respect and you want to just talk to everyone and, and you don't feel like you're just a person. You feel like you're, you're, you're really connected to everything, be it, you know, plants, animals, humans. You really feel like you're, you're, you're part of something something huge, something bigger and whatnot. So I'd say that's my, my huge takeaway of that is not just knowing that you're part of, of existence, but really feeling intimately connected to it. Like, 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 I don't know, a blood cell in a huge body or something, but you're part of something, something that, that you're ultimately completely connected to. That was my big aha moment. And I carry that, like, not just around my neck physically, but wherever I go and, and, and whoever I talk to, whoever I meet, it's just, I realize that they're a part of me. I'm a part of them. And, in a way, the way they you treat them is is, is going to be the way you know the the world treats you as well because you get what you give in a huge way. So that that 
that spiritual notion that's connected to you know a lot of religions as well. It's, I can see where they're they're getting it from. It's it's from that spiritual existence of it. At the same time, some of the sessions have been really dark, and it really felt like I was uh, you know literally dying spiritually to be then reborn in a huge way because you get confronted with so much you know darkness and negativity they've been carrying throughout your life. Some things you like didn't even know you were you're carrying with you deep trauma and whatnot. And then through that process of purging, not only there's light that gets shined on, on those dark spots, but, but they actually physically get, get, get catapulted out of your body by, you know, by the purging process. And it just feels like, like you feel so much lighter after all that. It's just like, just get refreshed. Your, your guts get, get power washed with a, you know, with a, with a spiritual power washer. And, it gets violent sometimes, but it's it's all healing. So it's spiritual power wash. I like that. It's spiritual <laughs> power wash. I also like the violent healing. Violent healing. Yeah, it's violent at times, but it, it gets the job done sometimes better and, and faster than you know ten years in psychotherapy would do. Not to just psychotherapy, it definitely has its place, but if you're looking for something like, you know, bigger, something that connects you to you know, the spirit, God, you know, existence, the universe, whatever that means to you, the the, the bigger thing. That's that's what Soltara provides us. It's provide a kind of doorway into into that you know that that world where we're all one. So uh, let's get uh, get fired up just talking about it. So it's uh, yeah, if you can do it and you feel the calling, and sometimes people don't feel the calling, and that's fine as well. But if you feel like you know you're ready for it, then you know don't deny yourself that. It's it's some of the most beautiful experience you can have with yourself within yourself and, and and outside yourself because the entire universe comes into into your existence and it's just this it's a beautiful way to to live man psychedelics <laughs> right on bro well do you have any final words that you'd like to share with the audience about kratom or plant medicines or public speaking or entrepreneurship or any plugs you want to make for people to to you know get in touch or or learn more about what you support? Mm, gotcha. Well, definitely look into Kratom. There's a good documentary on. Uh, I think it was on Netflix, but if you, if you uh, can't find it on Netflix, I'm sure you can find it on uh, on any streaming service. It's called A Leaf of Faith, like a leap, but a leaf of faith, kind of like a reference to Kratom. That would be a really good resource because Buddy uh, is an established documentary maker with. Uh, like a bodybuilder and he has some chronic pain and whatnot. He discovers Kratom and then originally he was going to do a documentary about um, about like pharmaceuticals and whatnot. But then after he discovered Kratom, he's like, I need to get the message out about that. So he travels to Indonesia, interviews a bunch of people and whatnot. That would be a really good resource for people to, to learn more about Kratom. I'll post a bunch of links about Kratom and good websites and advocacy groups as well so people can, can start doing their own research. At the end of the day, if you're struggling with some things like low mood, low energy, or, or especially pain and addiction, look into Kratom. It's a perfect solution. It's not a perfect solution, but we don't live in a perfect world. It's, it's, it's tremendous to have, and it might, might very well save your life or someone you care about because statistics say one in three people deal with some kind of chronic pain at all times. So absolutely look into that. It's, it's a lifesaver for many, and it can be for you. So Kratom, that's the big one. Uh, and yeah, if you want to check out my speech, please do. It's, it's, it's really about, you know, chasing your goals and dreams and, and, and giving you, uh, tools to do it. Just, just get after it every day. Even if it's just a little bit, it really adds up. It really makes a difference. It definitely has for me, got me out, uh, out of a bit of a hole during COVID and, and got me refreshed and energized and, and, and 
more of like a giving being than like a taking being. And that has made a big, big impact for me as well. So check it out. Don't, uh, don't, don't, don't focus too much on me, but focus on, you know, the message and what it can mean for you. That's, that's, that's really the most important, uh, kind of thing I can, I can, I can leave you with. Cool. All right, man. Well, thank you very much for making the time. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for your friendship. I'm grateful for your time. Hopefully we can, uh, get back on the concert tour Hell yeah, homie. pretty soon. You know, that's coming up. We, sure. uh, we, we had a couple of concerts planned just before the, uh, the fucking pandemic hit. So, you know, that's kind of our MO is meet up in different <laughs> places around the world and hit up Slayer concerts or whatever. But, um, <laughs> Love yeah, it. we'll we'll do it again soon, man. I, from what I hear, you know, talking to a, a couple of my friends in the in the metal industry, that they're starting to think about touring. Like, come July, July, August, you know. Um, so, hell, I've got I've got tickets to Lamb of God and Megadeth on August fourteenth in in uh, Palm Beach. So, I think I've already invited you to that, but Ooh. but we got to fucking wrap that up. So, Dad's gonna be another <laughs> one for the books, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right buddy um thanks again rock and roll homie good times good times always get to uh get the word out about the good stuff in uh, in our lives Peace. the daniel cleland podcast thank you so much for joining us today for the daniel cleland podcast we truly enjoy you sharing your time with us if you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed sharing it with you Please like the episode, review the podcast, subscribe. If you're not already subscribed, these likes and reviews and subscriptions are the lifeblood of our show. So free for you, super important for us. Like, subscribe, and review. Thank you so much. Of course, this podcast would not be possible without the continued amazing sponsorship of Soltara Healing Center in Costa Rica. If you feel called to work with plant medicines, ayahuasca, shamanismo, curanderismo, from Peru, from the Peruvian Amazons to Costa Rica, check out Soltara Healing Center at soltara.co or conveniently 1-800-397-1730 or look us up on social media at Sultara Healing Center. All kinds of great content nonstop coming out down the pike every day just for you. Thanks again so much for joining. I appreciate it beyond words and I look forward to doing many more of these episodes for you and connecting. If you want to reach out to me, there's a contact form on my website, danielcleland.com. Feel free to hit me up. I read every email and try to respond to all of them. Thanks again. Much love to you. And I hope we get to catch up soon. All the best.